maybe from the 1970s when the Los Angeles Rams was known as the prison person because of that defensive line. Or maybe you were in the city of St. Louis, the gateway to the Midwest, where the greatest show on turf brought home the first ever Super Bowl championship. Or maybe you in the here and now with the Rams back in LA winners of Super Bowl 56. You can rock Eric Dickinson. You can rock Marshall Fowl, Isaiah Bruce, and Kurt Warner. Or maybe you rocking Cooper Cup, Aaron Donnay, and Matthew Stafford. It doesn't matter, but when it comes to this, it's all about the Los Angeles Rams. Arms up, Rams house. Time to talk Rams football. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ramley Talk, episode two of season four. As we continue our season preview, I am your host, Don, the Playmaker Silence here. Thank you for tuning in on today. Very glad and thankful that you're listening in or watching us on our YouTube channel. Ladies and gentlemen, preseason has started. We already went through the first four weeks of the season preview for the Los Angeles Rams. Today, we will go over weeks five through nine. That's why we have five games to look forward to in this episode because we have a bye week in week 10, okay? So without further ado, we're going to jump right into it and we're going to kick it off with a little recap of what took place in preseason one. It was the Battle of Los Angeles as the Los Angeles Chargers played the Los Angeles Rams with the Rams being the home team. But it was the Chargers who were the more comfortable team. 34-17 win over the Rams in preseason. Now, I don't hold most stock in preseason. It's just us playing young guys, rookies, trying to get everything situated, see what we need to see what we need to work on going into the next week and stuff like that. Now, for those of you who love numbers, Chargers had 319 of total offense. Rams had 263 of total offense passing yards. Rams led the way with 164 to the Chargers 105. Rushing yards, that was the difference. The rushing yard was different. If I'm speaking real football, the rushing game was the difference. The Rams ran the ball for 99 yards. The Chargers, on the other hand, ran for 214. And I do believe two of those, I mean, I believe a couple of those runs related to touchdowns, by the way. If I remember correctly, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. Let me go straight to the fourth quarter. That's where the difference was at. With the Chargers winning, beating us 14-3 to three in the fourth quarter. And both of those 14, both of those 14 points came on the ground. If I remember correctly. Let me go back and look at it. Let's see what took place in the fourth quarter. So the Chargers had a run for 37 yards on the touchdown. And then they had a 40-yard run for a touchdown. Both in the fourth quarter. That was what broke the game open. So our defense was not good. Our young, our very young defense was not good on setting the edge against the Chargers in the fourth quarter. It was not good at all. The offense were looked like it was supposed to, you know, you had a rookie quarterback in Stetson Bennett playing most of the game. Uh, he did some good things. There's some other things he needed to work on, but this is what they suspected when it comes to rookies. 
rookie quarterbacks. Same thing with Anthony Richardson in Indianapolis. Same with Will Levis in Tennessee. Same with uh, C.J. Stroud in Houston. Same with Bryce Young in Carolina. So now the interesting question is our kicking because Matt Gay is with the Indianapolis Colts. So I posed a question to a couple of the Rams group that I'm in on Facebook, and thank you to everybody and these Rams group who has responded to my post about our kicking game because it's a very legit question that I felt I suppose. Okay? Because I just had to sit here and think about it. Will kicking be a problem for us this season? Okay, and uh, some of you, some of you say yes, it will be. Uh, some of you didn't like the way the special teams looked in the first preseason game against the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Some of you say some of you believe the kicking game will be fine. Just, just football jitters, you know, as a rookie, you know. So it's a pretty mixed emotions going on, but I don't blame you because that, that's a question that popped in my head when I was watching the game, and I just felt like, you know what, let me ask, what kicking be a problem? Because he's talking about we had a great kicker in Matt Gay, and yet we let him walk, we let him go to the Indianapolis Scopes, so we got to start over in the kicking game. The punt game, no problems. Um, our Ricky Prana did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. Uh, if I remember correctly, as I was looking at it, I think he averaged something like 52 yards, 52 yards a punt. If I remember correctly, uh, he was basically pending the, uh, the charges inside their 20 more times than often, which is very good to know. Uh, I like that. I like what I saw. So that was very good to know. I uh, will say this. Uh, our wiki rabbit receiver, Peko Nuka, very good display of catching the ball, being a right receiver in your first ever NFL game. He looks good. He might be our third option behind Cooper Cup and Vance Jefferson. Okay? Because I don't think we have a real true number three. You still got Lance McCutcheon. You still got, you know, some other guys. Stetson, um, Ben Scronerick. But I can see our Ricky receiver being in the right receiver rotation if he keeps playing the way that he's playing during preseason and training camp. I can see him still – I can see him making his way into the right receiver rotation because Sean McVay, he's going to play the guys that are going to want to play. He's going to play the guys that are ready to play. That's what he does. So there's some good things. There's some bad things. But, hey, we're going to be young on the defense, very young on the defense. So we can't harp too much on it because we're going to be very young on the defense and whatnot. But it is what it is. So that will take care of that. Let us take our first break here. And then when we come back, <laughs> we got a lot of games to get into. Weeks five through nine of the season preview right after this. The Playmaker Spa is sponsored by Lids. Locker rooms by Lids. Shop hats and official sports gear at Lids. 
Blitz, the leader and number one destination for hats, gears, and everything that moves you. Make it a perfect shop for fans to find official sports hats, merchandise, and gears. Represent your team, your town, and your style with a snapback, adjustable, fitted hat, or beanie from thousands of college and professional teams. Browse the very latest jerseys and t-shirts for the best teams out there. Liz has officially licensed professional and college sports teams apparel and hats featuring the hottest brands and trends. Shop online or visit one of the 100 stores across the country. Lock them by Liz. And welcome back to Ramley Talk, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. Season preview. We are previewing weeks five through nine, which means you already preview weeks one through four already. And this to get you started real quickly. Here's what I did for weeks one through four. I had us losing both out of original games at Seattle to kick off the season. Our home move against the San Francisco 49. Both becoming L. So we starting the season off on two. Then I got us bouncing back. Week three on a Monday night at Cincinnati and going to Indy the following week to beat the Colts. So we're going to start off two and two, in my opinion, will be two and two going into week five. And speaking going into week five, here's what we have on top for the rest of the show. Five games leading up to the Rams by week in week 10. D reigning defending NFC East. Champions and NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles, then the Arizona Cardinals, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the American team, Dallas Cowboys, and the good old faithful Green Bay Packers, who will be without Aaron freaking Rodgers. All right, so here we go. Let's get to it. First on the docket, week five is a home matchup with the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia Eagles are the reigning defending NFC champions. They went 14-3 in, in the NFC, winning the NFC East crown, going away. Number one in the NFC, they had home field advantage. They took care of the New York Giants, the NFC East rivals, in the divisional round. They defeated the San Francisco 49ers in the uh, epic, so disappointing NFC championship game because we all, who all saw, we all know what happened. Uh, they beat up quarterbacks of the 49ers and to the point where the 49ers didn't have no quarterback left, which made it easy pickings for the Eagles to win the NFC championship game to get to Super Bowl 57, where they were defeated by Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in a very cognitive tested game. Very, uh, very noteworthy of what's going on in that game. So I'm looking for Philly to be just as dominant as they was last year as they is this to be this year. Jalen Hurts competed 66.5% of his passes, threw for 3,701 yards, threw 22 touchdowns to only six interceptions, with a quarterback rating of 101.6. What makes Jalen Hurts so dangerous is also his legs. He carried the ball 165 times for 760 yards and 13 touchdowns. So Jalen Hurts by himself accounted for 35 touchdowns for the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, shout out to my good friend, my good brother, Mr. Eric Wilson, who I was on his show this past Monday to preview the Our Division, the NFC West. And, but he's an Eagles fan, so he's going to enjoy what I say about his Eagles. Uh, Miles Sanders was the leading rusher 
out the backfield with 259 carries, 1,269 yards rushing with 11 touchdowns. You have the Robert Hill duo with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Brown had 88 catches for 1,496 yards and 11 touchdowns. Smith, on the other hand, had 95 catches for 1,196 yards and 7 touchdowns. These were the stats what they put up last year. Now, during the offseason, they signed the Philadelphia Eagles signed cornerback Grady Williams from the Cleveland Browns, Marcus Mar- quarterback Marcus Mariota from the Las Vegas Ra- Raiders. They picked up running back Rashad Penny from the Seattle Seahawks. Safety Tremaine Edmonds from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Linebacker Miles Jack from Pittsburgh. And linebacker Zach Cunningham from the Houston Texans. Notice departures. Cornerback C.J. Garner-Johnson, who left to go to Detroit, and we wish him a speedy recovery as he's dealing with an injury right now. Um... Miles Sanders has left for the city of Birdie Love to go down to the Carolina Panthers to team up with Bryce, with Bryce Young and help that young man go. One of the biggest surprises, defensive tackle Javon Hargraves, who left to go out to the West Coast to the Bay Area and joined the San Francisco 49ers. Linebacker TJ Edwards, who left to head to the Chi-Town to play with the Chicago Bears. And then they lost both their defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator as Jonathan Gannis is the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals and Shane Stetson is the head coach with the Indianapolis Colts. Nevertheless, if you're Philly, you do Philly what Philly does. And what Philly did, especially in the draft, was drafted defensive tackle Jalen Carter with the fourth pick of the first, with the fourth pick in the NFL draft. And then they followed that up with the 31st pick in the first round and drafted Nolan Smith from the University of Georgia. Back-to-back Georgia Bulldogs. I'm starting to call y'all the Philadelphia Bulldogs because every time I turn around, y'all drafting a goddamn Georgia Bulldog. There's like three three straight drafts y'all drafted a Georgia Bulldog in the first round. But it's also scary to leave. But it's also scary because, good gracious, the way that Georgia defense looked in the past three years. Now you telling me all them key pieces going to Philly? It's gonna be hard to score on y'all. Nevertheless, things happen this thing in the NFL, so somebody will find a way to score on Philly. But they also came back and grabbed off offensive tiger Tyler Stenson from the from the University of Alabama in the third round. Despite having so many questions surrounding him in the 2022 season, Jalen Hurts did what he needed to do, and Philadelphia rewarded him with a five-year, $225 million contract extension that included $179.3 million guaranteed. The last time the Rams faced off against the Philadelphia Eagles in Philly in the year 2020, Week two, and the Rams won 37-19. to And the quarterback of that team around that time was the infamous one, Carson Wentz. Now that we got all the good stuff out the way, how does the playmaker see the game in L.A. going against the Philadelphia Eagles? Don't be surprised. It's going Philly. As young as we are on the defensive side, Philly going to have no problems running the ball down our throat. And then you got wide receivers of A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, which is even more problematic. 
if we put up a fight, that bodes well for us going into uh, going into this season. But, dude, we're not beating Philly. We're just not beating Philly. I'm sorry, we're not beating Philly. That's an L. So we're gonna we're gonna start off two and three after five games. Okay, two and three after five games. And then after that, we have ourselves in week six. Our first matchup with the Arizona Cardinals, ladies and gentlemen. And with that being said, the Arizona Cardinals, they finished last in the division for those of you who have been keeping up. 4-13 and 13 on the year. Kyler Murray completed 66.4% of his passes, throwing for 2,368 yards, 14 touchdowns to 7 interceptions, with a quarterback rating of 87.2. He also carried the ball 67 times for 408. 18 rushing yards and three touchdowns in 11 games because he took his ACL, I believe it was against the New England Patriots in week 11 or week 12, which is something he's coming off of right now. Uh, actually, I got it down there. It was week 14. Callum Murray tore ACL week 14 against New England Patriots. Still not medically clear yet, but we shall see. The leading rusher for the Arizona Cardinals was James, was James Conner. Carried the ball 183 times for 782 rushing yards with seven touchdowns. DeAndre Hawkins, who only played nine games for the Arizona Cardinals in his final year with the Arizona Cardinals, caught 64 passes for 717 yards and three touchdowns. The next closest wide receiver was Marquise Hollywood Brown, who caught 67 catches for 709 yards and three touchdowns. Notable signings is wide receiver Zach Pasco from the Indianapolis Colts, defensive end L.J. Collier from the Seattle Seahawks, and defensive end Carlos Watkins from the Dallas Cowboys. Notice the noticeable departures is the great and soon-to-be Hall of Famer J.J. Watt, who retired in five years' time. J.J. Watt will be ejected in the Pro Football Hall of Fame as a first ballot. There's no question about it. He's retired. Cornerback Brian Murphy left to head up to up north to play for the Minnesota Vikings. Linebacker Marcus Golden left to play with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And wide receiver, as I mentioned earlier, DeAndre Hopkins, who left and has signed with the Tennessee Titans. Keith Clansbury was fired after the 2022 season, after the season where they went 4-13. and And his season there, he only made one playoff appearance in about four or five years as the head coach of the year on the Cardinals. Only one playoff appearance and has not sniffed the playoff appearance since. Then they bring in defensive coordinator from the Philadelphia Eagles, as we talked about in the previous game. Jonathan Gagnon, who is now the head coach for the Arizona Cardinals. We talked about Kyler Murray and his injury. Uh, we don't know if he'll be back in time for this game in week six. But last year, the Arizona Cardinals split with the Rams as the Rams took game three in Glender, Arizona, 20 to 12. And then the Cardinals gave us a payback in L.A. with the 27-17 win for their own. So both teams split with the road teams winning both games. Nevertheless, this game is at home. And guess what? Give me a dub for the Los Angeles Rams, okay? We all will be 3-3 three and three through six games. We're still at 500. We, we making some headway here. Plus, we don't know the size of Kyler Murray going into the first matchup. So I'm giving us the dub on that one. So when we come back, we're going to preview the next game. It's going to be a very interesting game, to say the least.
The Playmakers Blog is sponsored by Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Mountains of entertainment. So much, so much to stream. From shows and movies you can only catch here on Paramount Plus. Whether it be from CBS, BET, Comedy Central, Liquid Loading, and so much more. The new home of Showtime. Watch Showtime original series, movies, and sports when you sign up for Paramount Plus with Showtime. Catch exclusive originals from Paramount Plus such as Star Trek, Strange Wars, The Family Stallones, Halo, and so much more. You also can stream live sports like NFL on CBS, the UEFA Champions League, the Masters, and the SEC on CBS. Paramount Plus, you can stream up to three devices when you create an account. So Paramount Plus, plan starts at $5.99. If you hit that link below, you can get a free trial. Paramount Plus, mountains of entertainment. And welcome back to the Ramley Talk, ladies and gentlemen. I almost said the wrong podcast. My bad. Uh, Paramount Plus, get it. I love Paramount Plus. Stream everything. If you if you're a Look and Loading fan, if you're a BAT fan, Paramount Plus is for you. If you like all the old shows like Criminal Minds, CSI Miami, CSI New York, Blue Bloods, all the old time shows that you watch on CBS. Get Paramount Plus, and they have some good shows of their own with Paramount Plus. You know, Special Ops Line, this is very good. Halo's good. The Family Stallones. Get Paramount Plus, and you get a free trial. You get a free seven-day trial. So go ahead and jump on it now. Now that we're back, we just preview weeks five and six. I have us losing to the Eagles in week five at home, but we bounced back beating the Cardinals in week six at home. Now we are home again. For our third consecutive week, and we get to see the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, good old Pittsburgh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about it. The Pittsburgh Steelers were nine and eight, finishing third in the AFC North. Uh, quarterback Kenny Pickett, his rookie year, completed sixty-three percent of his passes, threw for over twenty-four hundred yards. With seven touchdowns to nine interceptions, having a quarterback rating of 76.7. I expect him to be better than that this year going in. Now he has a full year of the NFL in him. He should be able to adjust and work with some stuff that he needs to be working on to get better. Uh, leading rusher was Najee Harris with 272 carries, 1,034 yards rushing with seven touchdowns. Robert receivers was led by Deontay Johnson with 86 catches, 882 yards receiving. But another fellow rookie, Robert receiver, along with Kenny Pickett, will be Joyce Pickens, who had 52 catches, 801 yards, and four touchdowns. A very stout and good tight end, which Pittsburgh is known to have good tight ends. Pat Fairmount, 63 catches, 732 yards receiving with two touchdowns. Now, some notice signees for the Pittsburgh Steelers is cornerback Patrick Peters Peterson, who left Minnesota to come to the Steel City. Offensive guard Isaiah Saluma from the Philadelphia Eagles. Offensive guard Lake Herbig from the New York Jets, as we talked about in the previous game with the Arizona Cardinals. They recently had Marcus Golden. He was landing in Pittsburgh from the Arizona Cardinals. Cornerback Keanu Neal from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in a trade from the Los Angeles Rams, Pittsburgh Steelers receive wide receiver Allen Robinson. Notable departures from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cornerback Cam Sutton, who left the head to the Detroit Lions. Fellow cornerback 
William Jackson, who has not been signed yet. Defensive tackle Tyson Alula, Alu Alu, who has not been signed yet. Linebacker Devin Bush took his talents to the Pacific Northwest to join the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, as we stated earlier, Miles Jack has love and he has signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. And safety Terrell Edmonds, who also signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. Mike Tomlin. The man who doesn't get the credit he deserves. Mike Tomlin has been coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers for over a decade. And he has yet to have a losing season. And people swore up and down that last year Mike Tomlin was going to suffer his first losing season of his coaching career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Go back up to the top, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are watching on YouTube. Pittsburgh Steelers finished 9-8. And eight. They finished a game above 500. Which means Smite Thomas still hasn't had a losing season, despite people harping on, betting that this was going to be the year that he was going to have a losing season. He still hasn't had it. Still hasn't had it. He's been coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers since 2017, okay? We are in the year 2023, and this man has not had a losing season since he's been coaching the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2007. We're talking 15 years. With this would be his 16th year at the helm. Not one losing season, okay? His regular season win percentage is his his regular season wins is 163 wins to 93 losses and two ties. That equates to winning 63.6% of the games. The man's a winner. The man is a winner. Put respect on Mike Tomlin's name, people. Okay? Now, the last time we met the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was 2019 in Pittsburgh, week 10, and the Pittsburgh Steelers beat us. 17 to 12. As a matter of fact, when was the last time the Rams beat the Steelers? Because I don't recall in my lifetime when the Rams have beaten the Steelers. Okay. I mean, now I'm looking at the all time record. The Steelers are a 9 15 and 2 all time against the Rams. But for some freaking reason, we have not been able to beat them. The last time we beat the Pittsburgh Steelers was in 2003. October 26, 2003, when we beat them 33-21. to 21. Ever since then, which is the, we only played them three times. Played them at 2007, Mike Tomlin's first year, and they beat us 41 to 24. Then we played them again in 2011, and they beat us 27 nothing. And then we played them in 2015, which was 12 to 6. And then we played them in 2019, which was 17 12. They have beaten us the last four times, okay? Can we beat Pittsburgh at some point, okay? I am tired of losing to Pittsburgh. I'm sick of time knowing we play Pittsburgh and I got to put my head down because I just know 
We're not going to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. We just not. Until week seven of this year. Damn it. We're going to go home. We're going to finally get rid of them. We're going to finally beat Kenny Pickett. We're going to finally beat Mike Tomlin and get our first win of the Pittsburgh Steelers since 2003. That's right. I said it. Which puts us above 500. We go four and three through seven games, ladies and gentlemen. We are four and three through seven games, okay? Celebrate because we are four and three. Going on the road to play America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. <sighs> this team and the team I'm going to preview next, for some reason, we can't. I can't get rid of. Somehow we just can't. The NFL will not let us get rid of the freaking Dallas Cowboys. Yet again, we are meeting the Cowboys. This time we're going to Jerry's World to play the Dallas Cowboys. All right, let's get into it. The Dallas Cowboys went 12 and 5, finished second in the NFC East. They were fifth in the NFC playoffs. They defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a wild card round, sending Tom Brady home for good this time. Uh, they got beaten by the Francisco 49ers in the division round out in the Bay Area. We all know what happened. Dak Prescott completed 66.2. Percent of his passes. He threw for 2,860 yards with 23 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, and 15 interceptions led, led the league last year. Had a quarterback rating of 91.1 in 12 games. That's crazy. You only played 12 games. You missed five games and you still led the league in interceptions. But he vowed he's not going to throw 10 interceptions in Chelsea. Uh, he had a duo running back style led by Ezekiel Elliott with 231 carries, 876 yards, and 12 touchdowns. But who's the lead back now? It is Tony Pollock. Tony Pollock had 193 carries, just over 1,000 yards rushing with nine touchdowns. He also caught 39 passes for 371 yards and three touchdowns. Speaking of receiving, the leading receiver is obviously C.D. Lamb from the University of Oklahoma. 107 catches for 1,359 yards and nine touchdowns. Notable changes with the uh, Dallas Cowboys. What's not on the screen here is that uh, former offensive coordinator Kellen Moore is no longer with the team. It will be, I believe, Brian Schoenheim is the new OC, but Mike McCarthy will be calling the place for the Dallas Cowboys. Kellen Moore is out in L.A. with the Los Angeles Chargers. Those of you who watched the Chargers game, you, you saw him on the sideline. Notable signees is that the Cowboys traded for cornerbacks, Stephon Gilmore from the Indianapolis Colts to pair with Trayvon Diggs. They also traded for wide receiver Brandon Cooks from the Houston Texans, and they signed running back Ronald Jones from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Noticeable departures: offensive guard Connor McGovern, who's with the Buffalo Bills; wide receiver Noah Brown, who's with the Houston Texans; tight end Dalton Schultz, who's also with the Houston Texans, and a running back Ezekiel Elliott to just to just yesterday signed with the New England. Patriots. Uh, at the moment, Zach Martin was not at camp, but he did get his deal this week. I believe it was yesterday. Yesterday, he got his deal this week, so now he's going to report to camp. So they did get their best player in Zach Martin in the fold. So that should feel good about them. So because Zach Martin is no longer a holdout, he is in camp now. 
We faced the Dallas Cowboys last year out in LA and they took it to us in week five, 22 to 10, win for the Cowboys. Tony Pollard broke the game open with that uh with that long touchdown run after we cut the lead to I think we cut the lead to like one. And then he just broke it open with a very with the very next offensive play for the Dallas Cowboys to the house for a touchdown. And the Cowboys didn't look back ever since. We took an L to the Dallas Cowboys. Which I really hate. And Bearman's gonna love me when I say that. He's probably laughing. Cause I said we took an L to the Dallas Cowboys. And a lot of Cowboy fans that I know are probably laughing right now because we took an L to the Dallas Cowboys. Nevertheless, we're gonna take another L to the Dallas Cowboys, unfortunately. I will look. If, if there's any game that I pick that I want to be wrong on, let it be the darn Dallas Cowboys. Good, good Lord, I do not want to lose to the Cowboys. But those of you know who are, I'm going to try to be as much realistic as I can be. And let's go into Jerry's world. And with a young defense as we got and the defense that the Dallas Cowboys got. Now you got Trayvon Diggs on one side, Stephon Graham on the other side. Oh, boy, I think we're going to take an L to the Cowboys. That just puts us at four and four. Going into week nine with one game left before we hit the bye week. So we're gonna on um, this one, we're gonna take a um a little longer break because I'm gonna need it right now. And when we come back, we're gonna preview our final game, which is week nine. Okay. Yeah, we'll be back. Welcome to Ringside Chaos, the professional wrestling discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. The only professional wrestling podcast in the world where pro wrestling is discussed passionately, with confidence, with great knowledge, and most of all, in the most sophisticated way. So brace yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, because chaos is about to be unleashed. Thing with Tony Khan now being in talks to WWE, I'm going to be honest with you. I spoke to this with Ricky Litwinkowicz, aka the Master of Mayhem, and he honestly believes that me talking about Tony Khan buying WWE is a basically I'm kind of wasting my time because Ricky believes it's never going to happen. Okay, now I now don't get me wrong, Ricky, I respect his I respect what he says. He's he could very well be correct. But I got to be honest with you, the fact that Khan is interested in supposedly buying WWE, I mean, to me, that's definitely worth talking about. Now, <laughs> now, I should mention this. Shout out to Ricky, by the way. And I got to mention this, that even Jim Cornette already had something to say. And he said, and I quote, ridiculous to think that could happen, unquote. <laughs> a wrestling fan that's been super supportive of Brody Lee as a wrestler and everything that WWE could have done with him. And, you know, everything that he could have shown and, you know, offered for the wrestling business. You know, for me, I, just, I wasn't just a fan of Brody Lee himself, like, in character. I strongly respected him, you know, as a human being. Like, I had a lot of respect for Jonathan Huber. You know, that's Mr. Brody Lee's real name. So, basically, I had a lot of respect for Brody Lee, Luke Harper, and, of course, Mr. Jonathan Huber. particular episode 
was about world class championship wrestling. And the episode title is, you know, WCCW Wrestling's Lone Star Legacy. And because I am the Bear of Texas, and I do hail from the Dallas-Fort Worth area of the state of Texas, World Class Championship Wrestling was basically my territory as far as being a wrestling fan goes. Ladies and gentlemen, Ringside Chaos is available on all streaming platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. The Playmakers Bar is proudly sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, the number one shop where sports fans across the world love to get their sports gear and fan them all. A wide selection of gears from every league, including the NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, the NCAA, and of course, the WWE. But it is football, basketball, baseball, hockey, even soccer, golf, no matter what sport it is, there's sports appeal for every fan of every sport. Fanatics, with sports fan shop and a fishing license, everything. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ramley Talk. As you can see here, uh, yes, I still got that darn graphic up with us losing to the Cowboys. But nevertheless, we got one more game to preview. And that's us taking a trip to Lambeau Field to take on the Green Bay Packers. Yet again, another trip to that city in Wisconsin. Let's go into it. The Green Bay Packers finished 8 and 9 last year, finished third in the NFC North. They missed the playoffs thanks to the Detroit Lions, led by former Ram quarterback Jerry Goff. Aaron Rodgers. Completed 64.6% of his passes, throwing for 3,695 yards with 26 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Quarterback rating of 91.1. But he's no longer there. I would get to that. Your running back duo of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. First off, Jones, 213 carries, 1,121 yards rushing with two touchdowns. Jones also had 59 catches for 395 yards and five touchdowns. So he did more, he did more damage in the air than the ground, even though he ran up for a thousand yards. AJ Dillon was the is the worker, is the power back for the Green Bay Packers, should I say. Out of his 180 86 carries, he ran for 770 yards, and he also put up seven touchdowns. Alan Nazar was the leading receiver for the Packers last year with 60 catches, 788 yards with six touchdowns. Christian Rules in his rookie year caught 41 passes, 611 yards with seven touchdowns. They signed a couple of noticeable safeties to add to their defense with Javarius Moore from the San Francisco 49ers and Jonathan Owens from the Houston Texans. I did say Aaron Rodgers is no longer there because he's a New York Jet. And he did not go alone. Wide receiver Alan Azar and Renner Carr both are joining Aaron Rodgers in the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets uniform. Tight end Robert Tanya is left to go to their arch rivals, the Chicago Bears, along with tight end Mercedes Lewis. Defense alignment Dean Lowry also is staying within the NFC North, but instead of going to Chicago, he's going to Minnesota from Green Bay. And then defense alignment Jerron Reed is left 
the city of Green Bay, the city of cheese, to go to the Pacific Northwest and join the Seattle Seahawks. And with that being said, Aaron Rodgers is no longer the quarterback there. That goes to Jordan Love, ladies and gentlemen. Jordan Love will get his first season as the man in Green Bay, okay? With that being said, we're going to see how it works out with him because now he has to rely on Christian Rockins as wide receiver one. Romeo Dawes is wide receiver two. Don't know who's going to be their tight end, but you still have the running back duo of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, so that should be fire to help. And you pretty much still have a pretty top 10 defense, so that should bode well for you as well. Uh, graphic error on my part. Uh, we met the Green Bay Packers in week 15 of last season. And we lost to them 24-12, not the Dallas Cowboys. Nevertheless, it was the Packers beating the Rams in Week 15, 24-12 at Lambeau Field. With Baker Mayfield as our starting quarterback, because around that time, we shut down Aaron Donald, we shut down Cooper Cup, and we shut down Matthew Stafford. Nevertheless, it is what it is. And hopefully, hopefully this will be the last time for a foreseeable future that we have to take a trip to freaking Lambeau Field, because this time, and this time, we walk away with a W at Lambeau Field. We are not losing the Green Bay Packers again, especially in out of that place that's called Lambeau Field. We get a dub. And ladies and gentlemen, going into the bye week, as you recap here, we take an L to the Eagles. We come back we come back and win back-to-back games against the Cardinals and the Steelers before we go on the roadway and lose to America's team in the Dallas Cowboys. Then we go on the road to Lambeau Field and take care of the Green Bay Packers. Going to the bye week, we are five and four, ladies and gentlemen. Take that. We will be above 500 going into the bye week. How you like them apples? And I do believe it because that is a that schedule is not as difficult as it may look because it happens during the offseason, okay? It looks pretty good for us right about now. So, and then when we get back, we have a pretty nice style schedule that can, can be very favorable for us going forward. So, before we call it a day, on Ramley Talk. Let me show you what I mean because next week we'll be previewing weeks 11 through 14 and previewing that we will see this right here where we see the Seattle Seahawks for the second time that will be home in LA. We will see the Arizona Cardinals in the desert. Uh, we have Cleveland at home I believe and then we go to Baltimore. So you might see two more, you could see two more wins on the slate here in this week. We shall see how I feel, but that's next week, though. Just want to give you a sneak peek there. That's how I feel. So, with that being said, thank you for tuning in to Ramble Talk today. We have preview weeks five through nine. We are at our bye week right now. And then when we come back next week, we will preview weeks 11 through 14. And then the following week, the final week of the season preview, it is weeks 15 through 18, and we'll be ready for week one of the regular season, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for joining me on today. For the Playmaker, I am thankful. Remember, you can catch Ramy Talk on all streaming platforms, including Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, follow our YouTube channel, subscribe to our website. Everything's in the show notes. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, catch you later for more. Thank you for tuning in to Ramley Talk. Ramley Talk is sponsored by Fanatics, Lids, and Paramount Plus. Get your favorite sports appeal with Fanatics or Lids and get great streaming service with Paramount Plus. If you want to donate to the program, you can donate to us via Cash App.
dollar sign D plate makers. That is again dollar sign D plate makers. And remember, you can follow and subscribe to Ramby Talk on all podcast directories, including Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. And those of you who are on Apple, leave us a great review, leave comments on how you feel about Ramley Talk and the episode that you listen to. Tune in again next time for more Ramley Talk hosted by the Playmaker.